and salutations, fellow humans. I'm Josh, our friend Jared is on adventures, and you've stumbled upon the best hidden secret of the known universe, the Whiskey Danger Show. So let's dive into uh, this episode's topics. First off, a new Marvel game. Specifically, a Marvel XCOM game by... It was supposedly... Uh, in development by studio Fire Axis. This is unannounced and will supposedly not include existing Marvel characters. A journalist by the name of Jeff Grubb recently uh, announced during a live stream that they that the publisher uh, publisher 2K is uh, planning to announce this uh, new fran- new franchise. A new franchise later this month. So it's supposedly um, that the, the setup uh, of this Marvel title could mean it's considered an original property, despite being based on the Marvel Universe. Now the reason why it's possibly considered a new property, even though it's Marvel, it's not going to uh, pick up after like any of the movies. Is it's not supposedly not going to use any of the characters, um, like any of the characters. It's it's going to it should take place in the as they say he says the wider universe whatever that means. Uh, supposedly, uh, we're going to be using that word a lot here. <laughs> the game is going to focus on the supernatural elements of the Marvel universe. He doesn't know if that means Blade, but he they does think there's going to be vampires. He doesn't know that it means mystical Marvel characters, but you might see enemies of that type that you're fighting. Uh, they they claim that uh, players will be allowed to customize a team of superheroes, similar to how a player can customize their squad in the XCOM games. So, the, uh, to some level, you, you can customize a superhero, their team will be customizable, you know, so you, you'll have that kind of XCOM uh, bit to it. It just... I, I guess we're going to find out uh, later this month, or a little later this year, maybe even. It, it, it sounds interesting. I am really intrigued, but I'm also curious, how is this going to take place exactly within the Marvel Universe and not use any of the characters? Unless this is a self-contained uh, storyline uh, where you don't necessarily have to interact with any of the characters. I, I, I can see how they could do that, I suppose. Uh, I wonder how customizable your heroes are going to be. Is it going to be something like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, change your shirt color? Or will you be able to do, like, power swaps? Are they going to have a, uh, like, a sort of a select set of powers that you have a generic person, and it's like, oh, go through this thing and find out what power you get, and then you select what power you want this person to have, and, you know. Sort of like XCOM, where you go and like, oh yeah, I wanted to be a sniper and so on and so forth, and you know, so yeah, it it could be good. I I'm I'm, I'm down for it. You know, um, the possibilities are you know could be endless. It, it could uh, it, this also could be done where though it ends up feeling like it, it's not as customizable as you wish and you can't do as much a, as you had hoped, maybe. So. I'm going to try to keep an open mind and try to keep my expectations low for this one. So it's like, you know, I'm not expecting more than what they can deliver. It will definitely be uh, something to look forward to, I would say. 
I, I, I would assume it's also uh, cheaper not to use any existing uh, characters and whatnot. But, you know. Uh, also, apparently, the... <laughs> now, we haven't talked about the television at Miko much. Um, I think we talked touched on it um, several episodes ago. Uh, <laughs> this is just... Okay, so... It was supposed to come out in October of 2020, and we all know the pandemic uh, pushed it back to April 2021, and then it got pushed back again to fall of 2021 this year. Well, in an email to those who have pre-ordered the system, a television uh has stated that the system is going to be delayed uh, further again with pre-orders due to arrive by the end of this year. Uh, I'm just going to read what, what they had said. The team uh, television has been working tirelessly to bring Amico, our family-focused entertainment system, to eager households across the world. We've grown to a strong and stable company of more than 60 passionate team members spanning three continents representing some of the industry's best talents. All of us are extremely excited to share Amico with you. We originally planned to launch Amico in the fall of 2020, but had to adapt during the midst of the global pandemic disrupting our, pen our production. Despite our best efforts and now facing new unprecedented, unprecedented ah, international component supply and logistics challenges beyond our control, we want to apologize as we are forced to push our desired launch date yet again. In spite of these supply hurdles hampering our ability to fill all orders, we are focused and determined to deliver pre-order units by the end of the year. Yeah, I bet. This will also allow us more time to optimize our operating system for future game development. We want to ensure that those who have anticipated the Amico for so long get a chance to enjoy it as soon as possible. Of course, we will keep all of our customers and interested parties informed and updated on our continued progress. Uh, and Television also said that everyone who had pre-ordered will be getting a very special thank you gift via email next week as an apology for the further delay. Uh, okay, th this thing, if you don't know what this is, it's, it's, this funky looking little new new system that they're peddling it's that as a uh, family uh focused you know console because you know there are no systems available within the last 20 years that have focused on family friendly content or fun <clears throat> switch we we you 3ds no none of those so right um, and this thing, it, I, I, I look at some of the games and they look kind of, eh, you know, uh, to be perfectly honest, they look more, um, like mobile games. And I just, I can't remember the, what the price is for this. I think it's like three, four hundred bucks. Um, which is pretty outrageous considering that you could, uh, pick up a Switch or a PS4 or something, or even an older console for the same amount of money or less, and still have 
family friendly content or games you know i i i don't i i i like the part where they say uh they when they talk about you know they have to pre uh, they're, they're determined to deliver pre-order units by the end of the year and this will allow them time to optimize their operating system for future game development okay well you know it's it's a weird thing to say because this is supposed to be done it should be shipping right about now starting about now sometime now and they're saying that this is because of components and logistics and, and things like that uh, that that you know component supply logistic challenges that's why they can't ship right now okay that's the only reason you can't ship well, why do you have to, why are you, oh, well, hey, we have more time to optimize our operating system for future game, shouldn't that already be developed, optimized for, you know, for game development and everything else? You should be done. You should, if the only thing holding you back right now is component supply and logistic challenges, then that means everything else with the system is done. The programming, the design, everything. So I, I think that, uh, it's a very odd choice, uh, you know, and this very special thank you gift via email, like, what is this going to be, a code to get a free game or five bucks off? I mean, to be perfectly honest, this is one of those things that, it's kind of a joke, in a way, T to me, I like, I just kind of roll my eyes whenever it pops up, uh, anytime someone talks about, oh, you know, how is uh oh can't wait to get the uh amico like yeah okay good luck with that uh, this is the third time it's been delayed and for everything that that's come out across this uh out about this from what's it what's the guy's name uh tommy tellerico it just screams not maybe not scam but vaporware i like I don't know. I think I think it's they're asking too much money. They're not offering enough in, in, uh, in content or uh, enough anything in return of the money they're asking, and the fact that they can't, you know, get their shit together and, and get this out there. Um, I I feel kind of bad to be honest about uh, for anyone that's pre-ordered this. Um, I I don't recall when. Like if if they were originally planning to launch in the fall of 2020, uh, this had to be 2019-ish, maybe I guess when pre-orders opened up, or earlier I think. So to to wait in this long, I I would be shocked and surprised if this launches at the end of the year. If if we don't get another you know round of news that oh hey. Yeah, it's not shipping. Uh, this happened or that happened, then I, I will be shocked. I, I feel like they're they're taking advantage of just everything going on, and trying to blame that on their own shortcomings. So I, I don't know. I mean, hey, if if you're if you're looking forward to this, you know, okay, I I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry that uh, you don't have it in your hands yet. I I, I kind of know what that's like for you know uh, I've had to deal with stuff like that before so it sucks if you're on the fence I, yeah, I would hold off I I wouldn't give them any more money uh yeah I don't know.
Uh, also in the news, the Steam Deck. All right, so the Steam Deck, the quote-unquote switch killer. Now, it's it's not really a competitor to the Switch, but it kind of is. I mean, come on, let's be real. Now, the Steam Deck, it's a handheld, basically a handheld PC gaming device, like this, like the Switch, except of course, you know, the it's a one-piece system. The controls do not come off. Now, it will have a dock available separately that will allow you to connect it to a TV or monitor. And for four hundred bucks, you know that's not bad to get. Uh, it's not. It's not too bad. You know, it's not. Um, you you basically get like you know, a, a moderate to okay uh, gaming PC that you can take with you, but that you can also uh, plug into your TV or your monitor and and play. Where you know gaming PCs otherwise can cost a lot more than four hundred bucks or five six hundred bucks. That's, that's what I think the more expensive model for the Steam Deck is uh six fifty. So anyway, um, well, it, it the they they revealed that docking the uh portable PC to you know to a dock and connect to a TV will not lead to any performance boosts in games, which could lead to some issues if you decide to hook up your Steam Deck to a big four K TV. Um. Greg Coomer of Valve explained that when developing and designing the Steam Deck, Valve had thought about adding a higher power mode that would be activated after docking the device. However, the company decided against it. We we felt that it was actually better, all things considered, to not modify based on dock status or mobile status, he explained. We really wanted to prioritize for using it in what we thought would be the highest use case, which is actually mobile. Uh, and so we were focusing on that, and we chose like a threshold where the machine will run well and with a good frame rate with AAA games in that scenario. We didn't really feel like we should target also going after the dock scenario at higher resolutions. We wanted a simpler design target and to prioritize that. So, I, they, they, they okay. Valve test. So Valve tested. Um, they did a lot. Tested a lot. A lot of games, and they, they, you know, they were shooting for thirty frames per second for most of those. Um, but in that's portable mode, running games at eight hundred p, docking to a a Steam Deck. Uh, I'm sorry, docking the Steam Deck to a 1080p TV or higher resolution monitor is going to require more power. And if it isn't going to provide it, it's very likely that some higher end games are going to suffer just, you know, a few performance issues. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, and this is, I'm getting this from, the, from Kotaku, by the way. Uh, it's it's not a lot as they they point out. It's not a lockdown console. You can change the resolution, visual settings, make it so that it runs better, or, you know. But it won't look as good. Which, I mean, I don't know. I was consider buying one. Maybe I don't know. It was vaguely just on the, the edge of 
what I might be interested in, but I, I was more than likely going to dock it because I, I don't, I barely even use the uh, switch in handheld mode. I, I just, I'm not really a handheld person, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. I don't have many uh, use cases for it personally. So, and I, I kind of figured or hoped that, oh, well, maybe if you plug it into a TV, it'll, it'll look a little better or it'll run okay. But if this is going to run slightly worse or not as well, I, I'm not one that's, like, all about graphics. You know, I, I don't I don't push for that. Oh, well, this looks ugly. I don't want to play this. You know, like, I can I can play a PS1 game or a PS2 game. That's fine with me. I, I can, you know, it may take a minute or so <laughs> to adjust to the uh, reduced number of polygons in my face. But, you know, I can live with it. You get you acclimate, but when you have a newer game, and you know it's like oh that's that's the absolute best it can look that's how it should be okay cool, and then you go to play it on whatever, and it, you have to make it look worse than what it should be at its best, just so you can play it comfortably you know it just it, that would bug me it's like I want to play the best version of this so I I, I don't think i'm going to be buying one of these now it, it likely just it isn't going to be in the cards for me i mean well we'll see what happens when it comes out and you know what other people think about and some reviews and people test it and for some people this won't matter but if you were going to dock it only and you're not okay with uh it not looking as great maybe wait for some reviews i don't know also, announced recently by Limited Run Games, they are publishing two books. That's right, two books. Uh, known mostly for uh, distributing uh, digital games on physical media. They will be releasing a Super Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo Works Volume 1 hardcover. And Virtual Boy works hardcover. Uh, the Super NES book uh, looks back at the early days of the Super NES in the U.S. with comprehensive retrospectives of both the console and all 31 games to ship for it through the end of the year. Each entry is accompanied with sidebars, supplementary features, photo of U.S. packaging, and crisp high-resolution direct feed screenshots. It also includes an overview of Japanese releases for Super Famicom through the end of 1991, a comprehensive timeline of events leading up to the system's launch, and more. It's the definitive 30th anniversary retrospective of how one of the greatest consoles ever got its start. You have a standard release uh, for $34.99 and a collector's edition for $69.99. Shipping in the fourth quarter of this year. In the collector's edition, you get a looks like a neat little uh, a slip cover that, that holds everything. You have the book. You have a commemorative retro metal cart, and it's basically it's a Super NES cart, uh, the U.S. version style. It looks uh, purplish, I think, in color. And the label has like the same uh, 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 cover you have on the slipcover. You have a certificate of authenticity. Which, I mean, okay. 
but you also get a 18 by 24 reversible poster, which I feel is pretty neat. Uh, like on the one side, you have a you know a hand drawn uh, picture of uh, three kids on the floor uh, playing. I can't tell from that angle, but they're playing something on an older CRT TV, and it's a Super Nintendo, you know. And you, you look at some game magazines, and you got the space shuttle, and you got the uh, uh, the uh, USS Enterprise uh, hanging off the ceiling there, post posters in the background that from Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's, it's a real. You got they got the ninety nineteen ninety one aesthetic down pretty well, I think. And on the other side of that because it is reversible you have the covers of all the games that uh listed and it has i i'm assuming um the year the title and things like that off to the left of all the games the text is too small i can't see a little bit of information at the top you know so you got a couple options there uh it's it's uh it's pretty neat looking i have to say i am actually really really interested in that now, I would point out this as Volume 1, 1991, so I'm going to assume that we're going to have uh, several more volumes uh, covering the other years at the Super NES. Uh, if so, uh, buying a collector's edition for each one it will add up, depending on how often they release these. The Just the standard edition at $35, that's, that's a pretty good deal right there, I think. Uh, I'm likely more likely to pick that one up over anything. Especially because uh, I'd like to get all of them. So, you know, I don't know. Check that out. Uh, you can read about it on NintendoLife.com. Uh, the other book they announced was Virtual Boy. After Nintendo achieved world-shaking success with its Game Boy handheld system, a next-generation follow-up seemed inevitable. Yet few could have predicted the form it would take, or how poorly it would fare with critics and consumers alike. That device, Virtual Boy, stands as a rare black mark on Nintendo's long legacy of console hardware. An object, an object, commercial, ah, an abject commercial failure, retired after only half a year of life. But was it really as bad as all that? 25 years after Virtual Boy's rocky launch, this book provides a comprehensive and open-minded exploration of the Virtual Boy and its library from start to finish. Packed with history, critiques, direct feed screenshots, and complete packaging photography for the console's entire library, and then some. This is the definitive, definitive chronicle of Virtual Boy's history. Uh, with this one, uh, the prices are the same. It's uh, you know 35 for the regular standard release and 70 for the collector's edition. And it comes with you know it's a hardcover. Comes with the uh, the little slip case that holds all the content and everything. Uh, this one, this one though, you get um, a commemorative the commemorative retro metal cart. I'm assuming this is what a Virtual Boy cartridge looks like. I don't, I've never seen one, so that's that's pretty neat. And then you get the certificate of authenticity, and you know the the poster, which this poster has. A bunch of 2D artwork of the various characters from games for the system on one side, and the other side you have the covers of all the games mentioned. Oh, and you also get a pair of 3D glasses. 
Remember that? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I might, pick, you know, I might pick that up, to be honest, just out of curiosity. Uh, I never actually owned or played an actual Virtual Boy. From what I understand, it is not that enjoyable to play. It's actually, uh, the games themselves are supposed to be, uh, not actually pretty fun. Uh, some of them anyway. And it, uh... You know, if you, you play through uh, emulation or, or something like that. Um, but to actually play the uh, the hardware itself, it, it can be, it induces headaches and uh, things like that. It's not fun. It's awkward to play. And yeah. So yeah, I might pick that up. Just, you know, uh, the virtual way, I might pick that up. Just the, the, the book, the standard release. Just to, you know, uh, you can actually download a sample, I guess, of each of these. Uh, I have not done that yet, but you know what? I think I'm going to do that right after this show, because that, that seems pretty interesting. Well, that uh, seems to be all the news topics we have for this week. I did get a, I ordered a copy of Mad World from the Nintendo Wii off eBay, and that finally arrived a few days ago. I have not had time to play it yet, but I'm actually looking forward to it, and that's another one off of, uh, I can scratch off my list of games I, I, I want to list. I did, you know, I had recently watched, I forget what it was, it was some video, I think, on YouTube, uh, or remembers an article, I can't remember, but they had talked about um, games that were a lot better than, you know, what they, they didn't get the recognition they deserved, I guess, and one was the Excite series on the Wii, which is something, I guess, I, I wasn't a big Wii fan, um, I'm more, a little more into it now, I guess, than I, you know, what, okay, way more than I, into it than what I was <laughs> when the Wii was relevant. Uh, it's still not a, a console favorite of mine, but I can respect it for the ge decent games it does have. I just don't respect the motion controls. <laughs> so I, I have the Excite Truck game uh, coming on the way. and um, It's supposed to be kind of fun, you know. Um, I didn't pay too much for it, so if it's just kind of mediocre, okay, well, you know, whatever. I also uh, picked up Sled Storm for the PS1, and this is something that, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I, I guarantee I have seen this in uh, game stores used, and I guarantee you, I, look, I just glanced at it and put it right back. <laughs> uh, but from what I can tell, this is uh, what, I, what I was reading, uh, this is actually a, a really fun racing game uh, with... Uh, Supposedly has a robust upgrade system. Um, so I was like, you know, I like racing, so I'm going to check that out. Uh, that one, uh, this one I got lucky. I did an auction. It's, it's rare I bother with auctions, but I was able to pick this one up for four bucks. I mean, you know, for supposedly a really good game, or what is supposed to be a really good game, um, to get it for four bucks. I mean, that's, that's a steal right there in itself. I don't have too much else going on. I uh, did get me a copy of how oh, was that show? Um, the Lower Decks. I didn't even realize that they were putting that out on physical media, but uh, it had a it was a pretty really decent price. Uh, for what like fifteen ten bucks? I don't know. I don't remember uh, on Amazon, and so I picked it up on Blu-ray. And I had picked up another anime series as well because um, it was on sale like half off. Um, what was it? The hold on a second. Okay, yeah, it's uh, 
the melancholy of I'm gonna butcher this Harai Suzumaya. I probably said that wrong. That's okay. I mean it's not, but I guess, but whatever. Uh seasons one and two in Blu-ray. It's uh it's like a sixty-five, seventy dollar uh Blu-ray set. And I got it for thirty five because it was on sale. I'm like, yeah, half price. And the, the other one was that Star Trek Lower Decks season one. And if you hadn't heard, the Streets of Rage four is going to have an anniversary edition uh, out September twenty eighth. It'll have three new playable characters with new weapons and enemies, a new survival mode with weekly challenges and character customization to build your own fighting style and unlocking new moves. I I had been wanting this game for a while, and, um, yeah, no, um, when I just happened to find this on accident, I think, and I just, yeah, I, I pre-ordered it immediately on Amazon. September 28th, $4, like, yeah. Um, it's perfect. I'm kind of glad now that I hadn't bought it yet, because this gives you... I guess all the uh, all the DLC and everything else, you know. So that's I'm super excited to get. I, you know, you have to wait a little bit, but you know that's fine. I've waited this long without playing it, so I'll live. And lastly, I did get my little cheap capture card working, and captured a little gameplay on both my PS2 via the OSSC open source open open scan source open source scan converter. Whatever, one of those, yeah. And I was able to capture a little bit of the Switch gameplay. So, that's cool. I have not gotten it, uh, it's one step closer to, uh, streaming. Um, probably Twitch, I suppose, and, you know, upload the videos on YouTube or whatever. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm looking, I'm excited to, uh, getting all the, the bugs, uh, worked out in that. Um, I didn't think it was going to work with the laptop I have, but apparently it does. To a, a point, I I haven't tried actually streaming and uh, doing overlays and all that stuff and adding a, a mic and a cam and everything. One thing at a time. Uh, I'll probably try the mic, uh, a backup mic I have. I'll try that first and see how well I can uh, record with that. And you know, if things work well, then we'll you know, see if we can stream and maybe add a cam later. I don't know, but yeah. So uh, stay tuned and keep in touch for news on when we might be streaming some games maybe some older games that need some recognition sight truck or dog's life or i don't know some game i've never played before <laughs> all right well you can find us at instagram.com slash whiskey danger seven on twitter at whiskey danger one tiktok at Whiskey Danger Show, Facebook, Whiskey Danger 7. And of course, you can uh, leave us a message. You can call in and leave us a message on anchor.fm. And if you're listening to us, then obviously you're listening to us on the podcast service of your choice. But, you know, in case you're not aware, we're on Spotify, Google, Apple. And a bunch of the other major ones. So yeah, uh, so some send us a message, say hello, stop by. We haven't updated Instagram in a little bit. Uh, work's really been uh, you know, kind of dragging me down there. It's really just wearing me out. So it's been a little hard to keep up with that. But 
stay tuned and um, we'll have some more uh, content up there very very soon and yeah that's it for this short but totally awesome episode of the whiskey danger show and i will see you guys or you'll hear me or whatever next week so stay safe out there drink plenty of water and double save those game saves right can't trust it right <laughs> later next week bye